last week. I'm going to try to catch you up real quick. We're talking about putting our house in order. 2018, I think it's a, a very um, specific thing that we need to do. Spiritually put our houses in order and what that all means. And last week, we talked a little bit about um, some of the things that we talked about. We talked about putting our house in order. We talked about in Luke 6.45 for that um, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. We talked in John 10.9 about more abundance this year. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. More of what? More power, more love, more finances, more people added to the kingdom. Walking more in peace and more righteousness than ever before. And I think that that's something we have to do. But we talked about two systems, and it depends on what system we're functioning in that is going to depend on, is going to determine what's going to happen with us. And so we talked about, you know, what are you saying? And, and I'll give you the seven things that, that God kind of showed me about putting our house in order. And we've got some slides, and the first one was, what are you building on? And remember, we said the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And so the minute we start thinking about more abundance, um, we start thinking about money. Well, I'll tell you, there's, money is part of it, but there's more than that. The more abundant life is, how about more peace? How about more joy? How about more righteousness? And what is righteous? More right standing with God this year than ever before. That's what we're supposed to be seeking. That's what the Bible says, seek first the kingdom. And then we know that kingdom is what? Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. You can't buy those things. You can't. I don't care if you're a billionaire. You can't buy joy. Money does not buy you joy. I'm sorry, it does not. Maybe momentary peace or happiness or whatever. But you lay your head down tonight. And then the second thing we asked was, what are you seeking? And where are you seeking it? Seek first the kingdom. Then we talked about what are you thinking or meditating on? What are the things you're meditating on? Are they... From the world system or the kingdom? Where you meditate? What's your meditation? What are you thinking? Because the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we're meditating on something and all of a sudden it drops in our heart and it's coming out of our mouth, I'm, I'm professing to you that there is a lot of people that are speaking this system, the world system. They're speaking it. They're thinking it. They're acting on it. They're living in it. They're sowing to it. This system is a humanistic system. It's humanism. That's what the world system is. It's humanism. What makes me feel good, what I think, what I feel is what it is. And that is absolutely contrary to what the kingdom of God is because it's not about you at all in the kingdom. It's about Him and His righteousness. And He will add all things unto you. In this system over here, in the world system, and if it's about you, guess who has to provide for you? You do. Now, listen, let's, I'm going to bring all this around in a minute, but let's not get so hyper-spiritual to think that, well, God's going to provide for me. I don't have to go to work on Monday. Yeah, well, there is a scripture verse, and you don't like to hear this. You don't work, you don't eat, you know, but, but, but oh, goodness, don't say that in church. There's a few things that, you know, you say in church, and people get mad and leave. <laughs> when you bring up sin. Ooh, why? Because people in this system want to fight for their sin. In this system, you're fighting to get out of your sin. What system you want to be in? It's up to you completely. You have a choice. 
All right, so we, we, we talked a little bit about that last week, and I had them spread out, and I had them spread out for a purpose because I wanted you to see distinctly the differences. And the two differences were one is way over here and one is way over here. There's a reason I brought them together today, and I'll bring that around in just a minute. And then we said, what are you saying? Do you know, this thing right here, what we meditate on and what we say is really what we become. I want you to think about that for a minute. If I'm meditating on this all the time and I'm starting to speak it, guess what? My actions are going to follow those things and that's what you become. I mean, I mean, how many of you ever been around the negative Nelly? I hope nobody's named Nelly here. <laughs> the negative Nelly, I mean, is nothing's ever good anytime. How happy are they? You don't even want to see them on Monday morning because they're going to bring you down. Listen, I know what I'm talking about because I... And now listen... Listen, I know we're all fallible, and I understand how many of you have gotten up in the morning, and man, the devil's standing on your chest saying, it's going to be one of those days. And somehow misery loves company. When you're miserable, you want everybody around you miserable. Oh, not me. Lie. And you get the grumpies. That's what they, my daughter calls them in my house. Dan's got the grumpies. And when dad grumpy, his dad's grumpy, he thinks everybody around him ought to be grumpy. You know, I'm not happy, so you think about the negative Nelly you run into on Monday morning. They're not happy, because what kingdom are they in? This one, because it's about them. And they've got to try to figure out how to get in this system. You've got to figure out how to get out of your problem. The kingdom of God, he can figure it out for you, or at least you have that hope, okay? So, <clears throat> here we go. So, that was kind of a real quick recap of last week. So now this, this next one, and I, I'm going to go through, I'll go through, it says, what are you building on? What are you seeking? What are you thinking? What are you saying? This is the fifth one. What and where are you sowing? What and where are you sowing? What are you sowing and where and what kingdom are you sowing it in? Now, I'm going to try to help you. I told you last week, this poverty mentality in this place has to go. This that I'm not good enough, I come up short. God has God said when it was finished, He's given you everything you need for life and godliness, everything. So you lack nothing. It's only the enemy that tells you you lack. In most cases, a lot of people take that as, I don't have enough finances for this, I don't have this. Well, sow then. Sow your way out of it. Because the Bible says sowing and reaping, and here we go. It says in Galatians chapter 6, and I'm not talking just about money. But that's just an easy example. Do not be deceived. I want to stop right there. Do not be deceived. Can I say that any louder? Do not be deceived. I'm going to tell you where deception comes. Right here, because you decide. This is what I think. You are already deceived. If you go by what you think, instead of what this word says, you're already walking in deception. Now, God is not mocked. That's the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, that is in black letters in the Bible. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. There is, I don't care, good, bad, I don't care how old, how young, it doesn't matter who you are. If you live on this planet, you cannot get away from that principle. You cannot. What you sow, you're going to reap. Now, let me take it a little bit further, and then I'm going to get into this a bit. For if he sows to his flesh, of the flesh he will reap 
corruption. What are you sowing and what system are you sowing into? People, and, and I believe this with all my heart, people get born again. Listen, we are to be in this system, not of this system. We have to be because we're on this planet. But we're not of this system. We're of this kingdom right here. But here's what happens. People get born again, but what do they do? They think, they talk, they sow into this kingdom, and things aren't working out, and then they're asking God, how come? You're sowing into the wrong place. You've got to sow here. What does that mean? That means, you know what? Your opinion better line up with what the Word of God says. Your thoughts need to be His thoughts. That's what they need to be, but people don't like to hear that. Well, this is what I think. Somebody tried that with God, and he said, where were you at the foundation when I built this whole thing to give me your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I want you to think about this. We have children, and this would be like a three-year-old telling dad, this is how things ought to be, this is how things ought to go, this is the way things should be. Wait a second. What do you know? Nothing. But we tell God? This is how it ought to be. I don't like that scripture in the Bible, so I'm going to ignore it. When we start saying things like the Constitution supersedes the law of God's word, then we're in trouble. Or man's laws is higher than God's laws, we're in trouble. What system are you operating in? This one. Now, there's a reason I brought them both together here in just a second. And it says, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. In due season. This is a problem. Millennials are freaking out when they read this. Why? Because Facebook, do you know, now is for old people. Facebook's for us, the old, old folks. Snapchat, that's the latest, greatest, because it's instant right now. Bang, 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 bang. They want it right now, right away. There's no due season. They don't understand anything, understand anything about sowing and waiting for the harvest because there's got time to grow. No, i got to have it right now. Instant everything. And so this whole reaping in due season, sometimes we have to be patient. Some of you understand this because you've gone to McDonald's. And they told you, pull over to your curb because your fries aren't done yet. What? Free meal. It's amazing. That's, I, maybe I'm the only one. But the minute they say, pull over to the curb, fries are done, I'm thinking, you know what, I ought to get this free. Now, I don't jump up and down on it, but in my mind saying, I ought to get this free. i got to wait three minutes for my fries. Or heaven forbid the poor old lady that's 70 years old at the stoplight when it turns green. And you're behind her, and she doesn't quite see it. I must be the only one. Because we've got to get there today. Okay? In due season. Now, therefore, as we have opportunity, look at this. Let us do good to all, but especially those who are in the household of faith. We need to be helping each other. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. See, God's not mocked. So you can say, I can sow into this 
this system all I want. I can sow into this kingdom, if you will, all I want. And you know what? Here's what happens. They sow into this. Things aren't going well. Then they look to God. God, how come you haven't? He's saying, I can't do anything. You're sowing into the wrong system, and then you're in the wrong place. Thanks. I'm trying. Now, here we go. Luke 17, verse 20 through 22. Now, when he had asked the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. So, when you get born again, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and it is within you. And I submit to you that we have to live in this system, but we are not of this system, and we shouldn't be sowing into this system. You can be right here within the confines. You are ambassadors of heaven on this earth. So, if I am the ambassador of Taiwan over here, where our embassy is, that is sovereign American ground. Okay? If the kingdom of God is within us, that righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that should be coming out of us. That is sovereign. And that means if we are sowing into the kingdom, we may be here, but we are sowing here. In our rewards, in our everything that we reap comes from here, not here. The authority comes from here. If I am in Taiwan and I am at the embassy and I am the ambassador and I have all the authority that the United States says I have, if there is a problem, if there is an enemy that comes against me, I make a phone call. We are under attack. America stands behind that and sends help most of the time. <clears throat> and I'll just leave that right alone. I'm not going there. Okay? It is exactly the same in the kingdom. I am here, but my authority is here because the Bible says we are seated in heavenly places with Him. That's our position of authority. So we can walk in this system but not be of this system. We can have authority. So that means every place that we go, the authority of heaven is with us. So when I put my foot here, that is sovereign kingdom ground. That means I can have peace and joy and righteousness right here. It does not matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what's going on around us because I'm an ambassador. And you know what? I've got all the authority of heaven right here where I stand because it's within me. But people want to sow into this system. And, but, and guess what? You sow into this system, you are going to reap from this system. It's a biblical principle. I can't change it. I didn't write the Bible. I can't change the Bible. I can't change the things that are in the Bible. Some people don't like the things that I say that are in the Bible, and they blame me for it. I'm not God. I wasn't there. I can't change it. And guess what? Not want to. Not going to. Please pray for me, because I won't budge from that. And, <laughs> oh, I tell you, I get some scathing emails. Woo! Oh, man, I was just, I was, this week I was called the Antichrist. Because, yeah, because I had the audacity to put homosexuality and sin in the same sentence. Well, my thing is, is yes, I've got kingdom authority. I'm not on this system. Don't sow into this system. Don't promote this system. Don't preach this system. It's the kingdom of God and His righteousness, right standing with Him. Okay, now let me just say, 
if you remember correctly, also put adultery in the same sentence as sin. And fornication in the same sentence as sin. So, again, in this kingdom, you pick and choose what you decide you want and what's good and works for you. In this kingdom, you don't have a choice. It's what he decides. What system, what kingdom are you living in and what kingdom are you sowing into? You will reap the reward of either one. You reap righteous, you sow into the spirit, you're going to reap spiritual righteous things. Into the flesh, this is what you're going to get. And I'm telling you right now, we've got a whole world that's sowing into the wrong system. And you can see the reward that we're reaping from that. So, kingdom authority. In Ephesians 2, in verse 6 and 7, it says, And he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ, in Christ Jesus. Not in Pastor Scout, not in you, not in you, not in you, in him. Guess what? You have to be in him. So many people say, oh, I believe there's a God, but I'm sowing into this system and then wondering why I'm not getting rewarded from heaven. You've got no seed in the ground over there. You can't possibly get a harvest. I mean, I can walk into a field and say, apples, be. You're going to wait a long time. There ain't going to be no apples. What are you sowing into? That, I'm getting to that, yep. No, not at all. Not at all, it's not. And I'm just getting ready to that, right there. Grace, there's two ways that grace is used depending on where it's at in the Bible, but you've got to be very careful with this because people get confused. People confuse grace for mercy and mercy for grace, and they're two different things. Grace is the ability to do what God has asked us to do. He's given you the grace, the ability. That comes from this kingdom. His mercy is you don't get what you deserve. And that's death and hell. You don't deserve it. We're getting what? That's mercy. That's like, um, you know what? I have the authority to take your life, but I'm not going to. That's mercy. Grace is giving you the ability to do what I've asked you to do. That is the kingdom. And there's a difference. And so... Because we sit seated in places of authority, God has given us the grace to do what we need to do in this system, but not being part of this system. That's His grace. His mercy is that if you believe in Jesus Christ and you confess Him as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to hell. That's His mercy. But see, people get that confused. People say, I can do what I want in this system in God's grace, because of His grace, He'll allow me to do it. That is absolutely not true. His mercy dwells here. His grace is over here. Are you following me? I'm trying to get us out of this poverty, I uh, can't do anything mentality, because the kingdom of God says we can because our authority is here, but we're looking to the wrong system and we're sowing in the wrong place and expecting rewards from here. I'll put it this way. If you've got kids and you've got some family friends that have kids and you sow into the family friend's kids, your kids aren't going to get any reward for what you're sowing into. Where are you sowing? And what are you sowing? So, same question. What kingdom are you sowing into 
And what are you expecting? We sow, if we sow to the flesh and we sow to the world system and we sow there and we sow there and we sow there, how can you possibly expect a kingdom reward? But people do it all the time and then want to blame God. Well, that Christian stuff doesn't work. What system, what kingdom are you sowing into? Kingdom authority. You have the authority, so I want to reemphasize this. The kingdom of heaven is within us. That's righteousness, peace, and joy, according to what the Bible says the kingdom is. It's within us. We can have that no matter if all hell is breaking loose around us because it's in us. Wherever I'm standing, I can have righteousness, I can have peace, and I can have joy, and God will give me the grace to go through it because we're on this planet, but we're not part of it. So, we're in the system, but we're not of the system. That's why I put them together. Because we have to live here, but we're ambassadors. We're just visitors. This isn't where we are. This is where we're at. This is, this is where we get our reward. This is what we sow into. It's kind of like, you know, like that embassy thing. Whatever I need at this embassy, I call the United States and they send it. Whatever I need, wherever I'm at, because I'm a kingdom person, because I'm born again, confess Jesus Christ my Savior, and I'm sowing into the things of the kingdom and believing this word, I can call the kingdom and say, hey, I need this. And guess what? Let me just share one more scripture with you real quick. It says in Matthew 6.10, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm standing over here and saying, hey, you're this kingdom... Come, this will be done. Tell me, is his will done in heaven? Perfectly. His will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. If the kingdom is within us, that means his will can be done in our lives on this planet right now, right here. We have that authority. What do you choose to sow into and what are you going to believe and what do you want to hang on to? Okay? And I'm going to... I'm hoping I'm, well, maybe I'm stepping on toes. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not, I don't go out of my way to do that. I do that just as a byproduct, I guess, sometimes. Um, but if finances are so tight that you've got to get four, four jobs and you can never see your children or so into your family, what kingdom are you functioning in? Yeah, but I've got to make a living. I've got to make a living. Okay, but maybe three jobs and then, you know, sowing and believing God and getting into this kingdom. Because let me ask you something, at the end of the day, if you add up all the money that you're going to make in your lifetime, what difference is it going to make when you're taking your last breath if you haven't done anything as far as sowing into the kingdom or your family? It's not going to make any difference. So my thing is, is can you live with a little less? Or can you trust God to give you a little more, but be kingdom-minded and not world system-minded? Because the world says you never have enough. And that, my friends, is this poverty mentality that I'm talking about. I can never have enough. And I'm not just talking about money. I never have enough peace. I never have enough joy. I never have enough this. I never have enough of that. At the end of the day, if you can have peace and joy... Wow. And you can know that you're in right standing with God, double wow. And what happens, like the Renos, if everything's gone, boom. Guess what? 
They're still serving God. They're still smiling. They still have joy. They're still righteous. They still have peace. But, 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 but they lost everything. Yeah, okay. But they're here, and they're alive, and they still have peace, and they have joy, because your peace and your joy isn't caught up in your stuff. You get a brand new truck. Woo! I'm excited about a brand new truck. I mean, for a month or two, man, that baby is pinned clean. You're not allowed to eat in it. Don't breathe on the windows. <laughs> Don't you dare put your feet on the dash. No. Gets a crump. <sighs> Three months from now. You know, it looks like McDonald's has been in the back. <laughs> a year from now, all of a sudden, rust starts to show up. And then pretty soon, that thing was, oh, God, I'm so blessed. Thank you, Jesus, for this, this truck. It's the most beautiful. This piece of junk is no good. Ain't getting me nowhere. Woo, what do you say? What kingdom have you just slid into? You know, praise God. I know, I'm again, I'm the only one that's been there. (laughs) But see, your kingdom, and what kingdom means is your rule and reign come. So no matter where you're at, your rule, your reign come in my life, no matter what else is going around, and I have the authority and the ability, the grace to walk through whatever is put in front of me. But so many times we've got to renew this with the, with the washing of the water of the word. You've got to be in this because if you don't know what this says, this defaults you to the system. Because this, this right here is, is right here. This right here wants you always to go right. It's a default system in your, because the Bible says your mind is an enemy of God. Right here, it wants to go to self-preservation. It's about me and what can I do and me, 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 me. you got to renew it and say, I know what I feel, I know what I want, I know what I desire, but this is what the Word of God says, and I'm going to get lined up with the Word of God, and guess what? He said, and if you look at Matthew 6, he said, all these things will be added unto you. Before that, he was talking about provision. Then he said, seek first me, and I'll add all these, the provision for you. But then the mind says, Enough isn't enough. Uh-huh. Got to have more. Got to have a bigger house. Got to have a bigger car. Got to have a bigger this. Got to have a bigger th- Got to build more barns to keep my stuff in. Be careful. Be careful. So now we've established. That's why I put them together because I wanted you to understand before there's two kingdoms at work here. Now, understand that we have to be in this system, but we are not of this system, but we're living here. So it's where we really live. And that can only become through this Word of God, and if you believe this Word of God. There's too many people that even confess Christ, that take parts of this Bible and just say, I don't agree with that, I don't like that, and I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to do it. Great. You will never get a kingdom reward in that area of your life, ever. And then people say, well... You're just, you're preaching harsh. And, you, and, and that's the other thing. You know, people come to church thinking that I should be leaving church, man. I should just be, have all the warm fuzzies all the time. Well, guess what? If you got the warm fuzzies all the time and you leave, I'm not doing my job. Because sometimes there should be some conviction. Sometimes there should be maybe some correction. Sometimes I've been in many services where I said, ooh, man, that hurt. That means I'm going to have to go home and maybe take a look at changing something. But I don't want to change anything. Stay right here. Then you're staying right here. 
Let me tell you something as parents. As a pastor, and God, I believe, the way he set it up, as a parent, what do we do? We raise our children so they can stand on their own two feet. As a pastor, my job is spiritually to help train you up so that you can stand in your own two feet so when the, when the fight comes, now when kids are little and the fight comes, mom and dad got to step in and help them. When they're adults, my God, in heaven, you should be able to fight your own fight. I should be able to train you to stand on your own because I am not going to be there in the dark hour when hell comes to your house. You need to know how to stand and fight. You got to know what kingdom you're in because you can, you can yell at the devil, you can scream at the devil, you can do all this right here and this, and it doesn't mean one thing unless you're living here. Because this is where your authority to cast out demons for healing, for all that stuff to come. This is where it's at. So then, okay, praise God, I'm just going to get through this last one. The next one, next slide. We are going to have monthly prayer meetings here. Um, I'm not sure what day. We'll probably start in February. I'm praying all that through. And I'm going to swear in the house of God, we are going to fast. Yeah, most churches that you swear, fast? And listen, I understand. Yeah, because I don't care. Fast that day that we're going to pray, and we're just going to come together. We'll do some praise and worship, and we're just going to come together and pray. Why? Because it's important. Because we need to be praying. Because we need to know the direction of what God's doing in our lives. And, and we need to, the, the fasting is so that we can hear from God. Because, but I understand fasting. The minute you say the word fast, you know, I can work all day long and not eat and not even think about it. God says, hey, I want you to want to fast. An hour later, oh, the hunger pains. I'm feeling weak. Things are going dark, Lord. It's been three hours. Can I eat? Please, God, can I eat? It's just because it's a spiritual thing. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you get that cotton mouth and you're thinking, I'm feeling weak. I'm not, you know, my blood sugar's going down. I'm not supposed to be that way. I've got to eat something. And this right here can convince us. It can convince us. If, you know, my blood sugar goes down and I get weak and I might pass out behind the wheel. And it's been an hour. Come on. See, we need to be. What about, so getting your house in order, what about prayer? It's the spiritual, prayer and spiritual warfare is going to have to be a central focus in our lives this year. Because all these things that I'm talking about, folks, is not coming without a fight. If you think the enemy's just going to say, oh, well, they got the revelation of not being in this kingdom and moving into this kingdom, and he's just going to say, well, doggone it, I lost a bunch of people because they got the revelation. You're wrong. He's going to fight tooth, nail. He doesn't fight fair. He's coming after you, your family, your kids. But we win because we have the authority. Doesn't mean we don't got to fight. But we win. So it says, now look at this. It says in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it. Ooh, vigilant. That means ongoing, sticking to it, being committed. With thanksgiving. Meanwhile, also praying for us, this is Paul talking, that God would open to us the door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, or Paul saying, I am bound to do this, that I may make it manifest as, the, as I ought to speak. 
walking in wisdom toward those who are on the outside are not saved, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So what are we praying for with thanksgiving? We're praying that God would open doors for us to be able to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a big one. In Psalms 34, 15, I like this. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Those that are in right standing with God. Make that very clear. Make it very clear. Those that are right standing of God, God's eyes are on you. And his ears are attentive to their cry. He hears you. Listen, I did not write this. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, right standing with God. If not, Psalms chapter 5 and verse 3. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay, now listen to this. I lay my request before you, uh uh-oh, and wait in expectation. Expect. What are you expecting God to do this year? What do you expect Him to do in your life tomorrow? What's your expectation? My thing is, is I can expect everything this Word says I can expect. But you may have to wait. One thing I've learned about God, He is never late. But He is none too early either. <laughs> and if there's, any, if, there's ever, if, if there's a question and answer time in heaven... With Christ, that's one of my questions. Hey, I really appreciate you being there. Why weren't you a little earlier? It would have been make things a little bit easier, a little bit nicer. But you know what? Sometimes we ask God for things and he hears us and he wants to grant them. But do you know what I truly believe? That your character isn't in a place where you can receive it the way it's supposed to be received. I believe that we've got, we've got preachers all over this country that they didn't have the character to receive the millions of dollars they've gotten and they've blown themselves up with it. Now, my response to that is, give me a shot. <laughs> Just give me a shot, God. Test me and test me in this thing. <laughs> but God's not going to give you something your character can't handle. Because it makes a mockery of him. And guess what? You may go through a few things building your character. There were some things my wife and I went through in the ministry for about five years. Terrible, hard, hard things. Hard. Broken hardness. Tears. I mean, it was tough. It was like, God, this can't be right. But I would not be the man of God I am today if I hadn't have gone through those things. God didn't cause them. It was the enemy. But God helped me get through them, and I'm better for it. So we don't despise those things, the chastening of God. Oh, people say, if I, and, and I'm going to tell you something. We got to toughen up as Christians. When, when, when the chastening comes, the tribulation comes, we want to say, oh, it can't be God. I got to run away. God doesn't love me. No. No, wrong. God will get you through it. But what kingdom are you living in is going to determine what you're going to do. It really is. Your mind says, when pressure comes, Get out from under the pressure. The Bible says when pressure comes, seek first the kingdom. So the psalmist in 5.3 told us that we should put your requests on God and then wait in expectation. 
And I'm telling you, this mind is a fight. This is where the fight is right here. This is where it's going to be won or lost, I'm telling you. How many of you have gotten up in the morning or when you're trying to lay down and go to sleep at night? You finally go, oh, and all of a sudden here comes a machine gun worth of thoughts. And now you can't sleep. And now the anxiety starts to creep in. Then you start getting frustrated. Then you start getting anxious. Then you start getting angry. And then pretty soon that's manifesting. That's not the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You know when you open your eyes first thing in the morning and these things are just jumping on you. You know, that's not God. I just opened my eyes. The enemy's saying, hello. I'm going to be with you throughout the day. We get to make a decision right then. Are we going to let our minds go here? Or are we going to let our minds go here? Are we going to renew our minds? No, the Word of God says this. And you may have to say that all day. No, the Word of God says this. No, the Word of God says this. No, I'm not going to strangle that person. God says you're not supposed to murder. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And then I'm going to finish with this, James 5.16. The Bible says this. The prayer of a righteous man or woman is powerful and effective or avails much. That's God's word. So those that are in right standing with God, his prayers are effective. Why? Because we're moving from this position of authority and God's backing it. We do it our way. The only person that can back that is us. Well, Satan will help you along. He'll help you right down that road if you want to go there. And you know what? I would submit to you in a lot of cases, if you're following this road, it might be a little easier. Because nobody's going to come against you. Nobody's going to not say that you shouldn't be doing this or shouldn't be doing that. Or, you know. And the thing of it is, my thing is, is that, you know what? I'm not standing in anybody's way. You have a will. You do what you want to do. But I will not endorse this system. I cannot endorse this system because the kingdom says otherwise. And that's what people that are in sin get mad at. It's not because we're stopping them from doing it because sinners are going to sin. That's what they want to do. They're mad because we won't endorse it and say, it's okay, and God is with that. I can't say that. And the minute I do, you have my permission to leave here and don't ever come back. Because we don't need that in the kingdom of God. We need to stick to this. Now, there may be a time where I don't interpret it quite right or this or that, but let me tell you what, we're going to stick with this right here. And I'll tell you, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a fight. But I know that in the middle of the fight, we can still have peace, joy, and righteousness because that's the kingdom, and the kingdom is within us. And we are backed by heaven. Depends on what system you want to be hooked into. And where are you going to let your mind go? Your mind can convince you, and it wants to convince you. Stay right here. Stay, because it's the easy road. It really is. But if you take this path, you got to keep taking that path, and you got to keep making it work for your life. Over here, it may not come instantly, but at least you've got hope that God is going to fulfill it. He can't lie. His promises are yes and amen, and what he said he'll do, he'll do. And every one of you that are here, that are Christians, can say, you know what, there was a time in my life, it didn't look good, but God brought me through. It may have been a year, five years, ten years. Sometimes I was, I was 15 years before I got born again. 
And there's people praying, 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 and nothing in my life looked godly. And it didn't look like there was any way I was coming to God. Because I was having a pretty good time in this system over here, let me tell you. I, had, I didn't have any problems. None. I moved over to this kingdom, and it's like, you know, I got born again, and the next day all hell broke loose in my life. You know? You get a flat tire, your car doesn't start, something blows up, all to keep you from what? From this place. Let me pray for you today. I've said a lot of things today. We'll let it absorb for a week. Father, we just come to you today, and we are so thankful that, Lord, you've given us the grace to be able to stand in the hour that we're in. Lord, we have to live in this system, but we're not of this system. But, Lord, we thank you that the kingdom of God is within us, your righteousness, your peace, and your joy in the Holy Ghost. And, Lord, we stand wherever we go. We know we have the authority of heaven behind us and with us as long as we stay in line with you and your word. So I, I pray, Lord, that people had ears to hear and understand, Lord, that where we are sowing and what we are sowing are so important that, Lord, as we sow into the kingdom, we will reap kingdom rewards. And, Lord, help us. Show us clearly that we should be sowing there. And, Lord, not to our own desires, our own, our own thoughts, our own fears, our own emotions, but, Lord, into what your word says. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen, I just want to close by saying, God says also in his word, he wants to give you the desires of his heart. And if you're seeking first the kingdom, he's going to add things. He'll add, a, he'll add new stuff. He'll add a toy, a truck, a boat. He's not against those things. But you better have those things. Those things better not have you. Right. It's about what you're seeking. Right. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday afternoon, and we will see you again um, next Sunday. Hopefully, bring a friend. Is it hot in here? <laughs>